0: podcast it ain't played nobody godfrey free edition i i actually got an email this morning and i felt kind of bad not too bad but a little bit bad i got an email this morning from a wisconsin fan basically saying well since Godfrey's not around for a few weeks you guys can take the opportunity to actually talk about wisconsin if you want um i feel just out of spite i feel like we shouldn't but I guess we will, maybe. Uh, anyway, this is the Sunday afternoon, evening, whatever. Uh, top twenty-five rundown of the S and P Plus rankings, uh, and for uh, you, don't have to just listen to me talk for twenty-five straight minutes. Uh, I brought on a. Guest of sorts. He's really not a guest of anything SB Nation related. It is Jason Kirk, college football editor. Um, the person who has has been forced to read more of my words than anybody else on the planet ever should. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on, Jason.
1: Hey, what's happening? Thanks for having me. It's nice to make my um, debut of sorts. Like I'm often referenced on this show as like this. Um, uh it's like a shadowy figure, you know, orchestrating things at SB Nation College Football. And, like, it's funny. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I had to write this thing. My editor was Jason just made breathing me. down my neck this week. And I'm, I listen to it and I'm <laughs> like, oh, I don't think I was. I, that, that doesn't sound quite, <laughs> you know. And then other times it's like, oh, yeah, uh, in a couple of weeks I'm uh, – I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to this guy and write this thing and I'm like oh, okay I'll write that down and now 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 I know Jason, that's happening.
0: Jason keeps bugging me about it. Yeah. Now, now I. It's fun. It's I, I have listened to the
1: podcast that counted as an editorial meeting. Now I'm up to speed on what we're doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This is um. You know, in, in the absence of a cartoon villain, we have to create one. That's fine. And, that's fine. And, yeah. Okay. Well. Um. The the villain this uh, on the Sunday shows is the S and P plus. Um which we decided to craft this entire Sunday show around for whatever reason. Uh, It does allow us though, to talk about teams like Arkansas state. So top 25 countdown starting at 25. I'm going to do the first three because they bunch together nicely. Number 25, Boise state up from 37th last week uh, after a back after a second straight 41 to 14 romp in, in mountain West play number 24, Florida Atlantic uh, number 23, Arkansas state. So, uh, I'm looking here real quick. So that this, there, there are a lot of freaking G five teams in the top 25 right now. Uh, and that kind of, that, that that's foreshadowing a point I want to make here in a little bit, but first, uh, how about them Red Wolves?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the Sunbelt is funny this year. Uh, it, fe- it feels like, you know, teams just keep losing just strange games. I mean, I guess part of that is ULM's better than expected. Lafayette's better than expected. Right. Georgia state's better mm-hmm. than expected. Um, New Mexico stays better than expected. Like hell yeah, it's just you know, and it feels like Arkansas State, at least in conference, you know, isn't having that happening. Um, I guess you know, at UMass, you can't really and, you can't yeah, really yeah, be too yeah, hard yeah. on them. UMass is SEC quality, so
0: damn yeah, right, they they play half the SEC this year. Or was that App, was um, that App
1: State? I've mixed up my Sun Belt, ASU's. I have art. No, yeah, no, I have, no, no, that's
0: right. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Okay. Phew. ASU Arkansas State has lost only to Nebraska, which is a bad loss. <clears throat> And SMU, which is a less bad loss. Um, Sorry, I kind of – I almost got through that without cracking myself up. No, they – basically, Arkansas State's trick this year is not being abjectly awful like they were last September – um, they were only bad. And so now then they hit conference play. They crushed Georgia Southern. They crushed Coastal. They crushed. They really crushed Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, they get by New Mexico State. They, uh, and now they've got South Alabama coming up. They, they're just this is about, I, I I respect Blake Anderson for basically saying non-conference doesn't matter even the slightest bit for us. We're just going to mess around and figure out what we've got, and then we're going to plow through the Sun Belt every year.
1: It's like a FCS mindset. Like, we're yeah. we're, we're making the FCS playoffs. Are we going to play our starters against Bama? No, that would be dumb. Why would we do that? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to lose to Bama and make money for it. We're going to go to Nebraska, right. and we're going to make money.
0: Yeah, that SMU win. That really, I mean, the SMU win is they lost by, like, 23. Otherwise, they've been fine. And as we've seen this year, just being fine frequently will get you pretty freaking high this year in the uh, – in my ratings, because very few teams have pulled that off. Number twenty-two. <laughs> this <laughs> uh, Michigan State fans were a little annoyed uh, about being number twenty-two this week. Uh, no, not only falling from twenty-first after beating Penn State, but falling behind Michigan, which rose five spots and eked right ahead of the of the Spar- of the Spartans at twenty-one. Uh, we'll go ahead and bump up a jump up a couple more teams here. Twenty Washington State, nineteen Toledo dropped a little bit, but is still looking very good. Uh, eighteen USC, uh, Miami has now uh, whooped both the eighteen and nineteen teams, uh, and then seventeen USC, and we'll stop there. Um, How long before I need to put in some sort of adjustment to my numbers for playing against Michigan State in the rain and just assuming they're going to get every single possible bounce?
1: I mean, yeah, I I think you need to tie this to, um, you need need a meteorology factor, which for some teams is going to hurt them. You know, um, I feel like Georgia Tech has played every game in a a downpour this year. (laughs) Um, You know, Notre Dame in the rain. They might try and pass. They they they're better at they're better. <laughs> they're better about that this year. Uh, you know, um if it's if if it's army, they're just going to run any play every play anyway, you know. Um but Michigan State, man, they're going to thrive. Give them that awful weather. They're going to love it. And like, listen, man. Spartans, have you forgotten the source of your powers? B- Bill <laughs> is trying to give you disrespect here. Bill is trying to like this this is the thing that makes the fuel you- yeah like let bill be the bad guy here go sh- go show coach d these numbers and 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 those are going on the bulletin board
0: kansas state fans were legitimately excited when they dropped a spot after beating texas tech they know the game yeah. they understand the game here yeah yeah and uh, yeah no i mean and i mean the technical uh explanation not that it matters because if you're mad you're mad and there's no explanation here so basically um I I looked this up earlier just to make sure. So the, Michigan State had basically about two turnovers worth of what I quantify as turnover was locked, which is basically 10 points or so in a, uh, what was it, a one point win or two point win or whatever it was. And basically, it came down to Penn State defensed interception or breakup, 11 passes yesterday. Michigan State defensed 10. That means you should have had somewhere in the neighborhood of an equal uh, turnover margin. Uh, I believe, uh, damn it, I should have pulled this up, but that would have required preparation. I believe Michigan State picked off three passes yesterday to Penn State's one um and therefore had a basically plus two where it should have been a plus zero and uh the numbers will see that as yeah that's probably not happening every week it not again not knowing that it happened almost exactly the same freaking way against michigan in the in a downpour a month earlier uh but regardless there are two big wins here uh they had pretty significant turnovers lucky involved and that's why they're only in the 20s even though we know that means they're in very good shape now to beat uh ohio state this coming week yeah i mean
1: man As, as a, as a adopted Spartans fan, I'm, I'm, I'm actually wearing a Michigan state shirt right now. Um, this all sounds wonderful to me. Like (laughs) beat, you know, get an excellent win, beat Penn state, ruin your entire division. Just drag it all down into the unattractive muck in which you thrive and fall in the rankings. So now you're even more underestimated. So you come in as like, what is, what is the opening line? It's like, Thirteen points or something oh, seriously? crazy. I saw. Damn. I saw a tweet that it was big. I mean, we can look it up real quick. But like, the opening line at Ohio State is like way larger than it has any reason to be. Um, and that's exactly what you want to be. Yeah, it's 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 fifteen point five points. Ohio State is favorite of oh Michigan State.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody's yelling at me for having Ohio State too high. I'm going to have Michigan State covering. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, (laughs)
1: you're you're disrespecting the Buckeyes, Bill. That's what you're doing.
0: Uh, Apparently. I'm not giving them nearly enough credit. Um So but yeah like that's I I can explain it technically but whatever just they basically they have dragged everybody down uh, in a way that Mark Dantonio has to love the Big Ten's like average ranking advantage almost disappeared this week. I think we can basically credit Michigan State for all of that. Um and that's that's the way Mark Dantonio likes it. Let's just just thrive on who you are. Um where did I leave off? I think I left off at USC 17. Uh let's see. So 16. Mississippi States cruising right along at seven and two. I also had very bad turnovers luck, which is why they didn't drop for only beating Massachusetts by eleven or whatever. That, you know, UMass isn't okay, fine. They're not they're not good. Are they the best they're not as bad as seven
1: team in the country? Let's see.
0: Uh, uh Oh, I think
1: Yes, they are. They are.
0: Okay, so there you go. I mean, that's you can't expect to pull away from a team like that. Uh, and Mississippi State just handled this business. That's a good win right there. Uh, 15, USF moves up two spots uh, for doing whatever it, it, it needed to do against UConn. Uh, 13, or 14, excuse me, Oklahoma, 13, Oklahoma State. We will stop there because I had not really picked up on that when I put out the rankings this morning. And uh, OU fans noticed. And then you did. That <laughs> and then... <laughs> Oh, fans happen to notice that their team is right behind Oklahoma State. This is okay. So again, the technical explanation, not that it matters. The technical explanation is that heading into the week, OSU was up by like 2.8 points on average uh, because OU, again, tried to lose to Baylor among other results. Uh, uh, This week uh, after their game, which OU won, I live blogged it for all 12 hours. It was, it was a game. Um, now OSU is only up by 0.1 points. That's, in my head, that makes perfect sense. Uh, it's it, it's still, uh, you know, faulty metrics, though.
1: And also, as you can see, if you look, you know, you look at which teams jumped, the reason Oklahoma fell, you know, is because Miami jumped up. Because uh, Miami, right. Miami had a way more decisive win over a good team. Miami didn't give that's up true. 52 points. <laughs> 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 like scoring 60 on to, to Oklahoma State, that's pretty impressive, but... Yeah. yeah, you know, not, not the greatest thing, greatest thing a football team's ever done, but like, I mean, the key is you didn't fall as far as Oklahoma State did.
0: That's right. That's Oklahoma State did. It. They were up to eighth. Yes, they were up to eighth. Um, and they fell, and now it's. I mean, I the the natural reaction to that game was, well, Big Twelve just lost another title contender. Well, they were guaranteed to because they had to play each other. I realize, um, but it really is now set up for. Uh, another elimination game for TCU, Oklahoma this week. And hey, guess what? In, uh, in like three, four weeks, TCU and Oklahoma might play again and the other team can get eliminated. Uh, this is just, a, the the Big 12 title game is a total complete suicide pact, and I love it. I love it dearly. It is the dumbest thing, but it's going to be so much fun.
1: Yeah, I like the, so either either TCU wins at Norman, which very mm-hmm. hard to do um, unless you're Iowa State, And then beats Baker Mayfield again. Or somebody beats Gary Patterson twice in a month. (laughs) (laughs) In like a month, yeah. I don't know which I'd rather have to do.
0: No and 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 granted this will only we can say OU TCU they are the two uh te- the, you know they're the two teams with one loss remaining but you've still got they're both 5 and 1 you've still got OSU at 4 and 2 West Virginia at 4 and 2 Iowa State at 4 and 2 and Texas and Kansas State at 3 and 3 um I, this is just a delicious mess. I cannot get enough of how just an ridiculous this is. But the the plus here is that they're going to miss out on the playoff, and then they're going to dominate bowl season, especially in the matchups they have against the SEC, where it's going to be like oh, Big 12 number one versus SEC number three or something. Uh, that's going to be a delight. And so, um, and I, I thanks to your projections, I see that my scrounging Missouri Tigers is fi- figuring out how to hop up to like six or seven wins, maybe we will have to play freaking Iowa State and deal <laughs> with losing to wide right Natty Light. That's not going to be fun at all. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean it's still Memphis though, so I'm I'm all right with that. Now that now that Godfrey is gone, I can you know mention Memphis without it getting bad mouthed on this show. Finally. Oh, that's absurd.
1: Um, Memphis is wonderful. <laughs> Best city in Tennessee. Tell him I said it. Chattanooga's
0: All right. Chattanooga's good too. I will. Right, we'll, we'll see if he's listening to this. He says he doesn't. But um, so the, moving on from fourteen at OAU, thirteen OSU, like uh, just about a half a point ahead of OSU at twelve is Clemson. 0.2 points ahead of Clemson is Miami at eleven, and then Penn State at ten. So we got Miami and Clemson kind of just cruising along now. Miami's going to probably lose to Notre Dame, although that's not a given at home. Uh, actually, it looks like my numbers will have them projected to win, which makes me very nervous. Um, but you've got Penn State and or you've got Clemson and Miami. I assume the winner will be in very good shape uh, for a playoff bid, just assuming that teams are going to keep losing. But here's something I wanted to bring up to, uh, here. We're in a situation now where within like the last three weeks, we have basically said Pac-12 is about done. They're they're almost they've almost screwed themselves out of a playoff bid. Uh, Big 10 has now almost screwed itself out of a playoff bid and the Big 12 is going to screw itself out of a playoff bid. Um, Where do the bids go now? (laughs) If three if three whole power conferences are, are in serious trouble, are we just looking at like Alabama, Georgia, Clemson? And I mean, I guess Notre Dame if they beat Miami, I guess that's clean.
1: Probably Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, and LSU. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> if if yeah if all these conferences are screwing themselves, somebody's got to go. We could either cancel right. the playoff, or we can put in Arkansas State. Y'all tell me. That's right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, UCF. I will make a case, but we know we know that Arkansas State has basically the same chance as UCF of getting in the playoff. Um, I it is. That that is a clean scenario, I guess. Alabama, and Georgia get to twelve and zero. Uh, the loser still makes it. Notre Dame finishes eleven and one. Clemson finishes eleven and, or twelve and one. Or I guess technically Miami. And uh, there you go. But I I feel like that is way too clean. Uh, and at some point here in about two to three weeks, we're going to start talking about which two lost teams still have a case. Uh, we're really close. And Alabama, I was pissed because you know we've had two thousand seven in our head nonstop. Um, well, since two thousand seven, but uh, especially since our summer thing, uh, our summer t- two thousand seven package, and this like the the, the parity involved right now, where like like I tweeted out earlier, number two uh, Ohio State spoiler, number two Ohio State uh, is at plus nineteen point eight. That means they're nineteen point eight points above the average mark. Uh, last year, that would have ranked them eighth. This year they ranked second because everybody else stinks. Florida state doesn't exist. Clemson is good, but not as good. Um, Michigan is, is resetting this year. And, and like, I'm trying to think who's actually maybe not worse. Washington's probably about the same, although they get to be third now. And, and they're just, there's just a big empty spot where a lot of great teams are supposed to be. And, If freaking Alabama would have just gone ahead and lost to LSU like I told them they should, then we would be in a situation where a two-loss LSU team would have a chance uh, at at an SEC title and a potential playoff bid, and that would have been a perfect parallel, but no. Yeah,
1: Alabama ruining everything by being um,
0: almost as good as usual. Right, exactly. They're not even as good as usual. Nobody is. But uh, anyway, we're in in a world where Central Florida does get to – like almost unquestioning like people don't even really question it like of all the uh, complaints i get you at ucf being number five not one of them it's great
1: (laughs) i I do like that in in your ratings and in and all you know all the others like ucf's just hanging around between like the two to five to you know to six range like that's just the most normal thing in the world they were 0 and 12 two years ago (laughs) fiesta bowl champions their best Um, win is over memphis
0: That's fine, fine. yeah, that's that's right, Memphis, or SMU, like, that was the first, I was impressed that they actually, I mean, SMU was good enough to challenge them, and they responded, that was good to see, um, but yeah, they've just, they refuse to look bad and play like, uh, you know, a team that was winless two years ago should be, uh, and, and so they get to, they get to benefit from the computers, not the, not the humans who will have them, like, 17th this week, but, um... No, it's, it's good. Uh, okay, so I'm jumping all around now. So that was uh, – 12 was Clemson, 11 was Miami, 10 is Penn State, uh, which, I mean, has kind of proven the last two weeks that they're certainly a top 10 or 15 caliber team. They just, you know, minus four point differential against Ohio State and Michigan State on the road kind of – usually that works out better for you, but they figured out a way to not make it better for them. Um Auburn number 9 moved up from 10 TCU moved up from 12 to 8 Notre Dame is 7th uh Wisconsin is 6th and UCF is 5th so Auburn plays Georgia and they were at, they kind of took the first quarter off yesterday I didn't I I only caught highlights of this one but just looking at the play by play it looked like they they kind of just kind of scuffled along the first quarter and then just hit the accelerator um <laughs> we kind of envision Georgia as this kind of wrecking ball right now. My numbers don't necessarily see it that way, but like, what kind of odds are you giving Auburn? it is in it is in Auburn. So, what kind of odds are you giving Auburn against Georgia this week? So,
1: before the season, I had this one pinned as an Auburn win, and I've yet to change it. Okay, um, I have Georgia advancing eventually to the national title game, but you know, at Auburn, that's you know, let's, let's let's call that your wake up call game. You know, <laughs> like Georgia, ha- you know, they haven't exactly, you know. Um, I, I guess it's the game where you find out if you actually have to be a two-dimensional team. Like you know, all the all the, all the teams saying they can't pass. Well, they can pass on you. You know, right. <laughs> they could they could pass on Florida. They can pass on South Carolina. You know, let's see let's see what they look like against a team that um can score in some games as long as they're not playing Clemson, uh, and that you know has a has a good defense. You know, let's let's see them against an actual complete team.
0: Um. Yeah, I was for the what the second was, time uh, all year. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, they're just Auburn is. I, I think you know, I got. I mean, I got to watch them rock Missouri a, like a month and a half ago, um, and they're just they're really good at basically saying, okay, it looks like here's our here are our advantages. Let's just do that a lot. Um, and we saw Gus. We've seen Gus on in the last couple of years. Like, if he doesn't identify an advantage, he it's it's desperate kitchen sink awfulness. Um, but when they identify an advantage, they exploit it. I don't know what advantages they're going to find, uh, against Georgia's defense. Georgia doesn't really have that. Like they don't disrupt all that much. Uh, so, you know, we don't have to worry about Stidham getting sacked 10 times, but I, it's going to, yeah, I don't know. This is a really, really tricky defense. The Georgia's biggest weakness, as funny as it is, is like efficiency on offense, which, for the for the stereotype that we have for them, you know, with their thirty eight blue chip running backs uh, and their ability to just bludgeon you with big run plays over the edge, they don't actually run between the tackles all that well, and they don't they fall behind schedule. And then from you know completes a pretty easy pass to some guy twelve, 12 yards downfield, and they keep going. But it does feel like that's not a very good recipe for getting all the way through the schedule undefeated when you've got a true freshman quarterback. You know, this team isn't Alabama, and Alabama couldn't do it last year. And so, I don't know, if maybe Auburn's the team that does that. They're pretty sound defensively, and they maybe they can get after Fromm a little bit more than anybody else has. But, um, yeah, no, this is a tricky one. This is a good one. I, this will, I, I feel like I have unanswered questions for both Georgia and Auburn, so it's good that we, we at least get to you know, cross something off the list there.
1: Also in that group, um, Wisconsin holding steady. And, like, it seems like the numbers like them more than the – <laughs> they're different groups of humans now they play uh, more more than the playoff humans do it, it was funny that the AP poll the past past week Wisconsin was up to four yeah and based on the way the AP poll works this week they should have been up to three then the AP poll saw the, the playoff rankings and said eh, let's go back down to number six oh, you're which, is, r- which is right me. where you have them anyway so I think everyone agrees Wisconsin is the sixth best best team in all of college football
0: I didn't even notice that though that's I mean, I guess that's justice. It fits them pretty well, but that's still annoying. Like just vote, vote. <laughs> you don't have to take anybody else's clues here. Just vote. Um, no, they're, <laughs> they're good. This is our chance to, you know, Godfrey's gone. We could talk about Wisconsin, but I, it really <laughs> is hard to come up with things to say about them because they're just, they're, they're good defensively. They, they run the ball. They they suddenly have an amazing freshman running back and they tilt the field and eventually you fall over and, they're good at it, and I don't know what else else to say about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, the you know the Wisconsin thing, the schedule knock is like, yeah, it's still there, but like you go back and that went over Northwestern, starting to look pretty good. Yeah. That went over FAU, starting <laughs> to look pretty good. <laughs> like you know, they held FAU you know on the ground, and that's turned into one of the best mid-major offenses in the country. Uh, You know, like the schedule's a little better. It's become a a, a little better than it's than it gets credit for. Yeah, and Indiana, if uh, if you go back and reevaluate, yeah, and if you let Indiana, you know, finish up, it's like (laughs) six and six season. (laughs) That's a
0: nice tiny little boost. Yeah, Uh, I mean. The, right there's there's no heavyweight here but i mean I, again that's why i tried to we did that whole little resume exercise last week because i wanted to like great you ain't played nobody but you've still treated this schedule with more cruelty than the normal team would treat the schedule and beating purdue is not completely nothing beating fau the crushing uh, like completely uh stopping FAU's uh, offense is not nothing and beating Maryland by 25 and, and North, well, Northwestern by nine, Nebraska by 21. Uh, you know, they've just, they've done what they're supposed to do in a little more and that's and good for them. And I assume no matter what the schedule, you know, what their schedule has said so far, number one, they do get to play Iowa now uh, and then they would play either Michigan state or Ohio state or whoever the hell else out of the big 10 East here in a few weeks. Like that'll, I think that would give an a, an undefeated Wisconsin team enough of a boost to get in. I don't think, with as good as everybody seems to acknowledge that the Big Ten is, I don't think even from the West, I don't think you can let an undefeated team stay out of the top four at the end of the year, no matter who they played. That would be, um, that that, that would make people angry. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. Thirteen and zero, Wisconsin. I'm, I'm pretty confident yeah. you're in. I mean, that would be. We've. So one one loss, power five champs that haven't made the playoff, it was the Big 12 co-champs who didn't play a 13th right. game and all that. Not not to relitigate right, that, right, right, yeah. I'm just
0: saying those are the only ones. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> We're saying take away the loss and you still don't make it? I'm not buying it. No, no. I'm not
0: buying it. No I, I think even if it's one of those awkward corrections like having Ohio State jump ahead of TCU uh, in 2014, and even if it's like an awkward correction where there's still sixth heading into the title game and then they beat like Michigan State by one, I think the committee would still go, oh, crap, uh, fourth and and then just be done with it. Um,
1: <laughs> and I think we see that opening round of the playoff playing out pretty clearly. Like it's Alabama or Georgia in the sugar bowl against Wisconsin. Yeah. The final score is 27 to nothing. <laughs> three. And everyone says, why A three? We'll give them three. Why was Wisconsin here? Should have been uh, my team that had three <laughs> losses, Yeah, but there's important context.
0: And that's, you know, as a numbers person who, when I'm creating my numbers, I don't really look at wins and losses when and losses matter. If Iowa had, got, had had beaten Michigan State two years ago, they would have been in the playoff and should have been in the playoff, even though they would have gotten, you know, Kirk fans would have had to retire after the Alabama game. Um, they still would have gotten in and it would have still been fair. It would have been fine. Um, all right. So to finish up, we got, where did I stop? UCF at five? We've got Georgia at four, which did surprise me a little bit. I I kind of expected the numbers to like them a little more than they do. Biggest thing seems to be that efficiency thing on offense, uh, that they don't quite take care of business the way they should. And, And they finally, this last week did have one of those, just do the bare minimum, get out of town kind of games against South Carolina. Um, never really, never really scared, but never really cared about putting them away entirely. So that's fine. They're, they're fourth. Uh, they're in perfectly good shape as at least if they beat, went at Auburn, you always Washington third. I want your thoughts on Washington at at this point, because we seem to have entered the, the full on anonymous dominant Chris Peterson team at the moment.
1: Yeah. And the only game anyone remembers is a baffling loss at Arizona state. Like we thought all of a sudden. ASU actually has a good defense, (laughs) and then we've come to learn. Well, Well, for two weeks they did, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that loss doesn't look any better. But otherwise, they've taken care of business, and pretty much the same story. was: They're basically Wisconsin with a loss, (laughs) you know, to this point. (laughs) And, like, it looked like the game at Stanford, that might be a roadblock slash chance for a nice quality win, Mm -hmm. but Stanford ain't doing too good, you know. Not only does Stanford not really look like that big of a threat to Washington, you know, especially if Bryce Love isn't 100%. It's also not that big of a needle mover of a win, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Washington uh, as the Pac 12 North champ, sure. (laughs) Against USC, I like the matchup because Washington can stop the run, and that's that looks like USC's yeah. actual biggest strength to me. Yeah, they
0: they don't um, seem to want uh, Darnold to to do too much now, and it works; it's working well for them. But yeah,
1: yeah. So like, I, I like Washington as the Pac-12 champ. I just think you know, yeah. <laughs> if it's thirteen and zero with a week schedule versus twelve and one in a week schedule, yeah. you can go with Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, their defense now, this uh, threw me off, their defense is now number one in my defensive s and Uh They've gotten ahead of Alabama, wow. which is shocking. And then, I mean, then you look at what they've done. Yes, week schedule. They have yet to allow five yards per play in a game. Uh, and they have the only the one time against UCLA did they uh, allow more than 16 points in a game. And even the UCLA, they were averaging, uh, it was like 3.8 yards per play. It was kind of weird that they scored 23. So they are just cruising on that side of the ball. And their offense has been fine, except for two baffling weeks. Like California, they were suddenly at 4.7 yards per play. Uh, they still scored 38, so nobody noticed. And then they just just terrible in every way an offense could be terrible against Arizona state. And now they've been fine. Now they're fine. Again, 44 against UCLA, 33 against Oregon or 38 against Oregon could have been more. Um, I I just like, I want an oral history of what the hell happened to Washington in like mid October.
1: (laughs) It was the kickoff times, right? Can you like with (laughs) how you can correlate Michigan state with the
0: weather radar? Can you just plot,
1: you know, based on, um, ESPN's disdain for Washington that week. <laughs> well, that
0: was when the disdain popped up, by the way. So there was some yeah, drama there. Yeah, exactly. It, it got in their heads. It was bef- immediately before and immediately after. They, they They were really super offended by the cupcake bit get the little gambit thing and and then they got it out of their system after the bye week but yeah no that's that two week stretch might uh well one really but yeah that that little blip on offense really could cost them a playoff bid uh although again just keep winning and we'll see what happens all right so number two ohio state number one alabama nothing to see here as far as i'm concerned
1: nope looks fine (laughs) looks totally normal that was uh those are the preseason projections and I think they've held up every every week of the year every
0: week uh (laughs) look okay so
1: nobody 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 watched weeks two or ten those are very unpopular weeks
0: yeah I don't know what else to say I got yelled at a lot for Ohio State believe it or not and um I even more than I expected and I expected a decent amount but I mean really all I can say is is yeah, the, their rating as it is would have been eighth last year. That's the best thing I can point out. Yes, it's weird that they're second. That a that uh, they've been they've shown as high a ceiling as anybody in the game, uh, and then they were pretty mediocre in one loss, and then yesterday in Iowa City they were just embarrassingly bad. They it was all it was like the fight that they showed in Penn State the second half coming all the way back that it's it was done. They had none of it left and. I don't know what that means for Michigan State. I assume that means they bounce back pretty hard, but that was just that was jarring. Urban Meyer teams don't do that. And so yeah, whatever. They fell. They fell yeah. a lot. They fell like 4 okay. or 5 points because of that that loss. It's just that they were ahead of everybody else and so they didn't quite far fall enough to where others could catch them. And that's a big fall at this point in the year. That's like a fall, one yeah. game changing your numbers that much, yeah. right? Like That's and again, apparently, we're not showing them enough respect because I have them winning by less than Vegas does. So, you know, take that, haters. <laughs> I mean, to me, Ohio
1: State's the most fascinating country team in the country going forward because, so, like, the two losses—they're not that hard to explain away. One was to the probable Heisman Trophy right. winner. He he he's won, you know, literally almost every game of his career at Oklahoma. Um, And the other was at a place where top 10 teams go to die. (laughs) Like, what is it? Like four of the last five top five teams and almost five of the last five, something like that. Um, So without looking at the scores, you can explain them really easily. But then you look at the scores and you just sort of lose the plot you know it's just i i yeah I, as
0: much as much as i've part. defended jt barrett this year the fact that he threw four picks isn't the most surprising thing in the world it was within the realm of possibility the off uh, the defense suddenly not being able to stop iowa it, it, i i have no explanation for that so speaking of oral histories let's do it like what the hell just uh interview everybody on that defense cuz i have no idea how that happens the swing gate was awesome but it, it was all play <laughs>
1: Well, is Ohio State, the team, I've I've had this there for a while, that when Ohio State loses, it sets off a crisis like it does for no other team, <laughs> including Bama. Like at Bama, it's like, okay, all oh, we got to tune in for Feinbaum on Monday. Yep. You know, oh, we got, we we got, we got to open thread. We got it. We got some appointment <laughs> listening, but then you get over it. Cause when they lose, that means they win the national <laughs> title. But with, when Ohio State loses, people remember it for years. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott was right about, yeah. you know, like, Every individual Ohio state law sets off its own crisis. That's completely different from every other Ohio state (laughs) law.
0: There was a common thread in them uh, completely forgetting that they had running backs. Um, That, that does does seem to happen (laughs) no matter who the offensive coordinator is, but yeah, no, the defense, this was the uh, unique flavor. Like, Oh my God, we don't know how to stop. Iowa's tight ends and fullbacks. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Uh. We've gone too far in the future. We have no idea how to handle the past. But anyway, so yes, they fell. Uh, if they play like that ever again, they will. Fl- now they have fallen back to the pack. Like if they fall another point, they'll basically fall four or five spots. Um, but that—that's. So now you're in the predicament
1: if they cover the giant Vegas spread against Michigan State. <laughs> they're gonna move S&P on. Plus will be like, damn, that was impressive. <laughs> they beat Michigan State by 16. <sighs> Number one.
0: <laughs> Alabama better well no okay I was gonna say Alabama better kill Mississippi state then but no Alabama should either kill Mississippi state or freaking lose so that we can get to full-on chaos here uh I assume neither I assume this will be a 24 to three typical Alabama Mississippi state game but whatever
1: nah they were saving them up they they they, they didn't want to put it on tape again because- <laughs> They got something up to right, sleeve. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm in. I'm in. All right. This one ran long because, you know, I was talking to somebody I don't talk to every week on this show. So, uh, again, uh, hopefully that satisfies the Wisconsin fans. We, there was like a full three minutes, I believe. Uh, just keep winning Badger fans and you will get a national semifinal preview out of the deal. And, and that'll be, that'll be pretty good. Anyway, uh, appreciate it. And we will, uh, I'm not going to reveal the Wednesday guest host. You can probably figure it out if you try hard enough, but we'll pretend there's mystery here. Uh, thanks Jason. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep.